Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek. Dave, we made it. It is March 1st. They say there's like eight or nine days in, in February. They're not kidding around. That flew, and now we're here. March 1st, no one thought we'd make it. And that means, what, two weeks from yesterday, Selection Sunday, we have baseball at the end of the month, hockey, basketball games theoretically start to mean more. Pretty exciting, right? Are we getting there? We're getting somewhere. Well, yeah, and you got free agency is nigh and Uh, pro football, and then soon after the draft, people try to mount an argument perennially, foolishly, but prisoners of the moment We'll try to make a case that uh, this is the best sports month on the calendar. Of course, that's uh, come on, that's a little bit much, but still, it's an exciting time, like you say. And uh, and yeah, we're inside of a fortnight away from one of the great sporting events that doesn't feature an actual sporting event, which is Selection Sunday. That's always great to see where your that's team fun. seeds or doesn't seed. We're almost that. there. A lot of blue blood schools uh, could be out. Carolina, we'll talk about them a little later. Duke, Michigan State, just hanging on. First in, last out. There's uh, all the, the, the Lenardi has, has got his uh, table set, and we're going to unset it for him uh, in the weeks coming up. But I'll say this. What yes, do you think of him, much- Sal? What do you <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I want to. I, I want to get in on Lenardi. I know you don't like it I because wanna, I, would, uh, I mean, why do you you think he's different from Mel Kiper? I mean, these are guys. These are seasonal, um, you know, talking heads that make their I, way. I'm jealous. Ultimately, let me say, I am jealous of what Joe Lenardi has has manufactured as a career. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he emerges from right. a cave for. Well, I mean, it, it's about. 11 minutes of actual work required and somehow he stretched it to like three weeks and then it became three months. He really does now to his own detriment. Now, now he's got to be like on camera and making pronouncements in December now, but still he has a pretty breezy life schedule. Like he works about three pretends like, uh, how many teams make the tournament 68 now total yep. it if we all made a list if you and i made our lists out like we mm. would be off by like maybe three-ish teams but he gets this outsized credit for being like hey he was right like 97 percent everybody else could go 97 percent because we know 97 percent of the teams that are locked into this there are a couple of teams that are on the bubble oh, yeah. and yet somehow oh bracketology got to go to the master like what wizardry is involved in this like yeah that team won its conference therein it's all nonsense and yet he uh well as far as i know is able to have his feet up for like uh, 10 11 months out of the year as a a quote-unquote uh tv personality who gives out losing picks every single day or night on fox sports and can just come back the next day and scream about you must take the sacramento kings uh, uh, accountability is no longer a thing. So it doesn't matter. It got me to thinking though, you are probably most jealous of that Mr. Blackwell, right? Who would, uh, really just show up for one day. I'm looking now he died, what? 12, 13 years ago, almost now. I can't believe he's been gone so long, but this is a guy who would just, uh, I know. just stalk the red carpet and say, no, that dress sucks. No, that blazer's stupid. No, that's great. And, uh, he was praised. <laughs> not, not a great uh, dresser himself. I don't think. Yeah, but half the people listening to us right now, just on this Zoom call, let alone the uh, mm-hmm. the listener, yeah, um, half the people could hear my I'm wife uh, printing uh, up uh, like schoolwork. That's what half the people could listen. 
I don't know why. <laughs> Mr. Sheckwell used to review. Off. Mr. Yeah. Sheckwell used to do his reviews, but uh, uh-huh. uh, of fashion, but nobody knows who Mr. Blackwell is anymore. He That's was true. so like, like, oh, I loved what J Lo did. That was so yeah. risque. All that kind um, of stuff. He but nobody knows who that is any longer. He would have uh, thrived. Well, not last night, really, because it was virtual. I don't know how much of the Golden Globes you caught. Um, they had some audio issues, which normally when there's audio issues, it's like, uh, Sean Penn is just drunk out of his mind, right? They have those tables at the Golden Globes and everybody sits and gets hammered. And then you're like, you almost hope that you don't win, I would think, because then you have to go up and give a speech. But no, these audio issues had nothing to do um, because it was virtually done with with uh, people being drunk, although they may have been some at home. I um I was blown away by one particular award. It was for best original score. Jim Cunningham, do you have that? Tracy Morgan announcing this here. This is amazing. And the Golden Globe goes to Sal. <laughs> the Golden Globe goes to Sal. You did it? I did. I did not. The original hell for score. your karaoke version of Huey Lewis in the news? What the? What could you possibly have gotten it for? Muzzle dove, though. Listen, well, we have a uh, we have a jingle that's not mine by any means. Uh, Cami over under, which I thought would hit, win a Grammy of some kind. I don't know if that counts for original score. It's not mine. Um, original score. I have an I, I have an old score bar that I've taken three bites out of in a, in a closet that I keep from the kids. I don't know why I went, but anyway, that was nice of Tracy Morgan to uh, hand that to me. God, you never know with these surprises. Muzzle tub to you. You know so, what? You just Sunday reminded nights me have with come your alive th- again <laughs> on NBC for me. Well, yeah, they've really come alive for me these last two Sunday nights watching uh, the Woody Allen Mia Farrow. Good Lord. Um, and all that. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, he's not making Insane. any kind of comeback. I thought he'd really clear his name uh, uh, last night, I predicted, but no. Now it goes on and on and on. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know. Yeah, it really is. But I, I also discovered you want to talk about uh, marital discord and all that kind of stuff on the domestic front. I learned just last night that, I mean, I you know me, I've belly ached about Valentine's Day for many moons. Now, it's funny that everybody's on board with that now. Everybody now has called it a fraudulent holiday. But mm. anyway... I did the decent thing, the noble thing after you and I kibitzed um, and you said, didn't you get your wife? Didn't you get your, anybody? So, and I said that, you know what? I guess I should. So I did the bare minimum um, because I'm a guy who replaces, just so you know. I don't want mm-hmm. anybody to think I'm a, I'm a creep of a guy. I just don't honor Valentine's Day because I don't like to be told what to do and when to do it. So gotcha. if the man declares this is a holiday, eh, ah, I give nice dresses. I just randomly, I just go to a store. If I see a dress that my wife will like, uh, you know, I go in there and I get it for her. Oh, I have, and I am not (laughs) 99%. I am 100%. You can ask any woman. That's right. You can ask, when I give a dress, it fits. And I mean that uh, not just in in shape. I I do really good work with that. But this time, I'm going to ask any woman, Jim Jim Cunningham, ask your mom, bring your mom on. And uh, I'm still not sure how we got here, but, but what, go ahead. Well, that's her, but I'm just telling you this. So, so I got her, so I, so I got my wife and I got the girls, I got them all their own box of C's candy, the 2020 Shecky award winner for best uh, treat, right. um, C's candies, the dark chocolate. So I got them all their dark, dark chocolates. I discovered just last night mm. by the hand of a little, of a little four-year-old girl, she told on without knowing she was telling on her mother and herself, they've been hiding 
those seized candies from me so I don't eat them. I gave them to them. I gave them the chocolates, and now they're hiding the chocolates so I don't eat them. Outrageous, I say. How say you? Well, it's their chocolate. Why should they have to hide it other than the fact that they think you're going to get up there in the middle of the night and, and scrounge all of it? Why are they hiding it from? I won't they, eat all. You shouldn't of it. have any. <laughs> uh, I would say this. This is uh, yeah. Also, Valentine's Day was two weeks ago. What this? Does it just happen? Yes, they've been <laughs> hiding. Well, they've stashed the leftover chocolates okay. away from me. You all see? Right. Are I, they hiding? It was uh, a nice gift. Are they hiding the dresses too? Worried that you're going to put them on in the middle of the day now that football's over? Just to try new things. Um, I, oh, I will listen, say this. You can, yeah, that's a nice move. I can help you if you need my help with a nice dress selection. I, I do, I do <laughs> okay. wonderful work. I really right. do. Send me your best dresses. I actually didn't catch a lot of the Golden Globes other than that clip that uh, a bunch of people sent me. And thanks again for Tracy Morgan for that uh, award because I had a uh, little league practice. I told you with the, my son, it went from five to seven last night, Sunday night. Uh, we got there a little late. They ended it a little early. And my uh, seven-year-old at the end of the day gets in the car and he's like, that was a brutal day. <laughs> I was like, that's a brutal day. You woke up <laughs> at 7 a.m. You woke the whole house up calling your friend the jerk playing Roblox or something or Minecraft on the iPad. I twice asked you what you wanted for breakfast. You screamed at me. Uh, you didn't look up from the iPad until 445 when I told you you got to get dressed for baseball practice. And that and, a, and he uh, swung eight times and, and chased a, a bunch of balls. And that was it for an hour and a half. That was a brutal day. Can you imagine these kids a brutal day for a seven year old? That's it. What's his position going to be? I don't know. He likes first base now, but um, yeah, we, we got to work on the fielding for sure. He's a, he's a good slugger. He's got mm. a nice, nice. hit. really goes after every pitch. But uh, we got to work on the field. Now's the time when you shouldn't be getting hit in the face with a ball, you know, just a lofted uh, ball thrown your way from 12 feet out. But Seven. Well, what's your um, what was uh, what was Sal's little league position? Uh, I played uh, center field. I mean, but but these are not, not, not so the yeah, they didn't like hide me out there. I really like tracking them down and diving for balls and stuff like that. So what'd you play? Yeah, well, we're limited as fellow lefties. You right. can either pitch, play first base, or play no an third, no short, position. no second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No right, catch. Right. Um. Anyway, all right. That so says a lot about him. It says a lot about a guy. What position, especially the right-handers? It's you know, like if you were in right, if you were in left field, actually. Yeah. That's, uh, that that says bad things about you. A little weird. A, and it's going <clears> to <throat> impact you once you grow up and how mm-hmm. you view yourself among your peer group. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll I'll wait till you see what kind of dress I bought him after the game. That is really going to affect them. Um. Hey, NBA. I feel like we're back on track a little bit. The Lakers have a couple in a row. The Heat mm. have won a couple in a row. Celtics won two in a row. Uh. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but well, but we may have two more months of games that kind of matter. But don't. But anyway, uh, it does seem like some of the better teams are putting it together. One thing um we should discuss maybe Kyrie Irving. And you know what he says goes, but Kyrie Irving thinks that the NBA should change their logo and make it Kobe Bryant. Now, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I'm, I I wasn't bothered by the way, first of all, if they do it, I I won't care too much, but I have to pretend to be outraged here. Um, I don't think it should be Kobe Bryant. I really don't. I feel bad because, well, he, he died in a, a terrible way and he was beloved and it was shown like that, you know, but what, first of all, why wouldn't it be Michael Jordan, A? Um, 
why wouldn't it be LeBron James if he got into a, an accident and passed away? God forbid, right? So why do we stop at Kobe? What has Kobe done for the game more than just been a great player and beloved by a lot of people? And uh, you know, sorted past. Let's not let's not overlook that. So a bunch of people will be upset with that if he is made the logo. But why not Michael Jordan before him, who was you know um, undisputably the greatest that ever played, or? LeBron James, why don't we wait till something happens with him afterwards? I don't think that a death should turn this around so much. What are you feeling? Well, first of all, let me talk about sordid past. Jerry West, did you see the those short shorts, those hot pants <laughs> that he wore out onto the floor? Pretty risque, especially for back in the 60s. So, so uh, Jerry West is uh, who no they one say the, here. the logo is uh, currently modeled after, although no one will admit that, right, right. in the NBA? Um, they won't. No, I think that's it's. Did not. they really? I thought that was just. Pub I thought that was common knowledge that Jerry West. Jer I've heard Jerry West talk about the fact that he knows he's the logo. I'm pretty sure that that uh, that that's the yeah. case. I hear you on Jordan. You know, I love the idea of. That's why I've said the NFL MVP doesn't resonate as much as it really should. It's the best player, the most valuable player in. Mm -hmm. Uh, society's most popular sport, and yet you can't really even summon what it looks like. We need to attach a legend to it and mm -hmm. make it the Joe Montana or Peyton Manning or otherwise award. Um, it'll have more luster if you would do that. Same goes here, I guess. The same kind of rule applies. It, if you go Jordan, though, it feels like it's going to need another update in, I don't know, 20-ish years from now. I guess Jordan counts as the GOAT, but by the way, the debate will rage and because if, if you turn it into a who's the best of all time debate, what if LeBron wins the title this year and wins the MVP this year? Then there's going to be more of that debate and everything else. I do think Kobe, it is like we've talked about here for for whatever reason, Kobe captured his peers as uh, the affection of his peers as much as anybody. To what that's owed, I'm not exactly sure. They always talk about the Mamba mentality and the grind and all that kind of stuff. But man, whatever it, it's owed to, a generation, the current generation of, of professional athletes love Kobe Bryant. And many and so of I the guess current players, yes, sense. model their game after. But is that really how this should be? Like, we can't decide between one and two, LeBron and Jordan. So let's go with the fourth best player of all time. I don't know if that's why he should be the logo. Um, and I get it because he, he died. Every, well, I mean, why not Magic Johnson? Um, why not Kareem? I, I'll tell you what, Minute Bowl. That's who I would say. What a, what a fantastic specimen. What would that logo look like? He's he's a dead NBA player. Uh, throw him in there. I think that would be um, a very fitting and uh, great looking logo right there. Minute Bowl. How like about Paul ago. McKeskey? Let's let's go Paul McKeskey, the permanent uh, mustachioed Milwaukee uh, Buck of uh, of long yeah. ago, because then that sets the bar nice and low for everybody. And it feels like NBA basketball. It's for everybody. And because when you see Paul McKeskey, mm -hmm. then it'll it'll in your brain, it'll light a fire like that guy got to play in the NBA. Maybe uh, it's not an impossible dream for me either. I also worry, though, that I never like when when. Um, streets get renamed or whatever. I'm not trying to have a uh, a Confederate statue debate here, but uh, but for but like when people take a guy's name down and then put up a new one, it's like really everything dies. It is a it is a reminder of times a flat circle sure. and all that kind of stuff. Like, are we really going to just uh, uh, Jerry West doesn't count anymore? Like that's it. We're just going to move on. Like, and then it becomes kind of interesting. It becomes a here here. I I've just stumbled into this. What if every decade 
you update it with the player of the decade. All right, now that's we're not talking. bad. Okay, good. That's we not can bad. Make- I mean, I get the point. Like you know, I, I, I they want an African American person. It probably should be as the logo. Like uh, the Jerry West thing. Okay, it 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 brings to mind a very outdated time in the NBA. Um, and not to mention Michael Jordan's done more for the sport. LeBron James has done more for the sport and socially, uh, uh, certainly for social justice reasons. So yes, it needs to be updated. I just don't think. Kobe is the right one. Sorry, Kyrie. Sorry, Vanessa Bryant. I think um, I think we got three or four choices before Kobe. I really do. But uh, just the same. Let's yeah, take I guess a look if we're at- resume looking, like if you didn't go to college, is that like if what if you're looking for what does this guy personify? Like didn't go to college and they changed the rule basically against that to disincent people from uh, kids from doing it. So maybe that sends a bad message. Well, right. let's do two things. Let's uh, first of all yeah. hit us up at the extra points gang at gmail.com. The extra points gang gmail.com. Uh, if you have uh, a, if you have any thoughts on this, I'll probably won't read them, but if you have any thoughts, uh, if they disagree with us, but um, hit us up there and let us know who you think should be on the NBA logo if it should be changed at all. Uh, secondly, uh, our social media team get going on uh, who'd you say, Paul McKeskey or or Manute mm-hmm. Bowl, I want to see what those logos look like. I would love to see what those NBA lo- logos look like. So if we could uh, get some samples going, I would appreciate that. Uh, speaking of aesthetics, um, the Thunder and Hawks played Friday night, and there was a jersey mix-up. Um, they ended up changing at halftime. It was a lot of red on red. It was our our nightmare Super Bowl matchup, right, between the Chiefs and somewhat with the Bucks, which which they fixed. But this was an in-game thing. That they fixed, and uh, I think it's best to now go to our resident uniformant, Dave Damashek, with his thoughts. Hit it! Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Think globally, act locally. Um, first things first, Sal, I'm offended that you didn't take note, but then again, you're not the same fashionista that I am, but right. uh, you didn't remark at all on my cute haircut that I gave myself. Oh, I didn't see. You Look know, it's, cute- it's tough with the Three's Company background to catch um, where the hair starts and where the, uh, you know, Larry the neighbor walks in ends. Uh, I'm trying to think, but yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Coxman Co- Supreme, Larry Dallas, laying laying waste to uh, to Santa Monica's finest foxes. At what the, a game! What Regal game Needle. he had! Amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, yes, what do we think of these uniforms? But as you'll know, oh. we're a year in now to me giving my own haircuts, and you're not very nice about. Okay, every once it's in a so while, funny. I go a little too close on the sides, we, but I, I'm trying anyhow. to get off Dave's hair so we could talk about uniforms. It's really like, oh my god! Get, get I know. Out. I was saying, and guess I'm, what? I'm you four found steps yourself away a power f- from getting out of purgatory, but I, I think we can do it. I'm going to dig deep. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me just say you found yourself a powerful ally on uh, on minus three now twice a week. Let me uh, throw yeah. a, a promotion in there for it. We're, we're twice a week now. Good, uh, good guest, little reunion show for you coming up early in the week. And then on the later show every week, we're going to have uh, our pal. 
Boston uh, sports aficionado and wiseacre and all that. Kevin Hench now mm-hmm. joining us on the second minus three every week. He really took me to task. He also, like you, embarrassed himself, not me. He attempted to embarrass me by uh, scolding me for caring about uniforms. He only embarrassed uh, what, what, himself. What is this? The say, catwalk speaking- at Prague? What, what, what do we care? What do we care here? I got, I got a good, uh, I got exactly. a good laugh out of that. But you did see this Thunder's Hawks thing, and I think you commented on I did. I was going to say Twitter. embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to see, you got to step in and uh, yeah, it was an atrocity to the eyeballs. It, uh, it makes you think that some, maybe black and white TVs aren't the worst thing in the world mm. sometimes. Um, and, uh, it was really an eyesore and, you know, when something like that happens, I know it was an emergency. It wasn't, nobody tried to do this. Um, you know, the aftermath, it, it what, what I said in the moment was, Everybody debating who did this and the one team should do that. Listen, the time for finger pointing will come. It is not right now. We can have that debate. Let's not politicize it in the moment. When something like this happens, we have to come together as a sports nation and put a stop to it here and now. And then we can have the debate of who, where this went sideways, the wisdom of taking your home and away jerseys everywhere you go all the time. This is what it's leading to. You want to mess around like this sports. You want to follow the lead of USC and UCLA, both wearing their home jerseys against one another. Okay, it's fine. But you're going to really have to mind your P's and Q's because this is the sort of jive that can happen. And the victims are eyeballs. Mm. Let's uh, let's monitor this. Let's watch this space and make sure that it never, ever happens again. And then it did happen immediately on Sunday because the Red Legs and the Washington Nationals, I think, or the two teams, they both did the same thing um, again on Sunday. They well, wore their yeah. red hats and their red jerseys against each other. And I don't care if it's if it's an exhibition game, Sal. That's Grapefruit. the kind of stinking thing and slippery slope. No, that's a slippery slope is what it is. Grapefruit, yeah. when you squeeze it, gets tacky. This is slippery. Mm. And you do not want to go down that path in the Grapefruit League or otherwise. I see. And I'm not right. going to get into my jag about why Grapefruit is the least. Yeah, don't do that because I want to go back 17 steps it. and talk about why they had the jerseys but didn't. Uh, I, I want to know what the conversation is between the equipment manager and the team. It's like, okay, oh, you know what? We do have those jerseys that wouldn't make this uh, aesthetically pathetic to our eyes here. Uh do we change after the first quarter? There's enough time. It's three minutes. It's just a no. All right. We have to wait till halftime or do we do we ditch the idea altogether? But uh, cooler heads or at least one cooler head prevailed and they got the right jerseys. I guess. And it it also debunks the need, uh, you know, through our childhood. Is it in the 21st century? I wouldn't be surprised if it's like taboo for whatever reason. Taboo to yeah. um to go shirts and skins in elementary school. But that's <laughs> that that was the way we came up. Did they did they put an end to that? I I I sincerely would I, don't know. Uh, no, I would sure guess that somewhere. kids are not shirts and what's that? I bet you it doesn't. I bet school really? sanction events no longer go school. Oh, school sanction. That's just a prediction. Yeah. 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 Well, um you know what they put an end to? They put an end to school sanctioned events. <laughs> so, yeah, we Oh, well, yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Yes. Uh, NBA, let's talk about, this is interesting with the Lakers now. Um, they are favored to win the championship plus 280. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, they dropped one to the Mavs over the weekend. Three to one odds. The Clippers plus 550. Bucks, big win over the Clippers. Seven to one odds. 
Jazz plus 850. They fell uh, Friday night, but then I, they won yesterday or Saturday. I get confused. They split this weekend. Sixers 13 to 1. It's interesting about this is the Lakers plus 280 to win the championship, but um, to win the division, they are in second place at plus 110 to the Clippers, who are favored. And the Lakers have a half game lead. So maybe that's just where the money is going. Um, player futures, LeBron holding steady at MVP. Not a great game uh, yesterday, but plus 170. Um, Joel Embiid plus 350. And if you want to go for rookie of the year, you could forget about it. It's LaMelo Ball at minus 410. I've seen him as high as uh, minus 1100 on some books, but minus 410. On Fandle, LaMelo Ball for Rookie of the Year. Dazzling just in ESPN. Just a a, a Sports Center highlight. Um, Halliburton, 6-1. to one. Edwards, 12-1. to one. Quickly on the Knicks. People loving the Knicks, Dave. My God. first uh, Over 500 for the first time in March since 1936. I don't think that's true. But um, <laughs> Jerry Ferrara, the degenerate trifecta. They're over the moon about this uh, Knicks team. Obviously, good for New York, good for NBA if the Knicks are uh Me too, competing. of course. It's the same yeah. thing. You don't have to like the team. It's just one of those uh, franchises, one of those uh, brands that makes the sport better. It's the same as Notre Dame being good at college football. You don't have to root for them. It definitely jazzes uh, the league up considerably when the Knickerbockers yeah. are relevant. Now, know? here's the thing. I'll read one more. I don't want to just go stat heavy here, but on FanDuel, to make the playoffs, the Knicks are plus 160. They're four seed right now. Plus 160 to make the playoffs. If you go, no, it's minus 200. I don't know. You're not, you know, that eighth spot is not going to be 10 games over 500, I don't think. Knicks are settling in. Tibbs is up there for uh, coach of the year. Lots of fun to root for there. But we want to Yeah, good for them. But the other side... The other side continues to be the the more fast. Well, I don't, I guess I shouldn't say that. There are plenty of juicy teams in the East at this point. But um, here come the Mavs, as we foretold uh, that they would rise up with Porzingis, and uh, now that he's uh, you know he's back um, this weekend, and they're at the eighth seed. It's a little bit like Lamar Jackson sitting out for a stretch and then coming back to the Ravens, and so their record was a little depressed. And then all of a sudden, you draw the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They're scary. If that team holds on to the eighth seed or moves up even even further, they're not they're not in the eighth seed even yet. But I assume that they're going to continue their rise up there, and all of a sudden that's going to be a bottom like you know seven seed, eight seed. Yikes! That's what you get for for claiming the West. Nasty. Yeah, well, that's another team, and to show you, you know, you think about Vegas is smarter than us. Fanduel is smarter than us. It's true they were in eleventh place. And they were still like minus 240 to make the playoffs. I'm like, oh, my God, they have four games to make up. They have decent teams here. Golden State, Denver. Uh, now you're right. They're in ninth place. Now what happens is these teams, 7, 10, 8, 9, end up playing each other for that eighth spot. So to bet a team to make the playoffs, you're betting that they'll survive all that and be in the final eight. But right now, even in the ninth spot, they're minus 310, three to one favorite to make the playoffs. And I think you're right. Oh, that was all nonsense about Porzingis getting traded. He's going to stick with them. And a uh, big win this weekend for the Mavs. I like well. those little pods. I know that they're a little, they're, they're, le- they're, they're not perfect. Um, but I like those bottom feeder teams having to That's sort fun. it out amongst themselves. It is nice. I like That's that. See, I'm, because- I'm, I, like I say, I'm, I believe in meritocracy and there should be an edge given to the good teams. 
Well, the good, and I feel the big, this the big joke that. is why are they killing themselves? They're going to get swept by the Lakers. But yeah, well, that's the point. It's just a little another little playoff, uh, little playoff nugget for them before they do get swept. You by should the still get the. I, I still think I don't remember even who first had the idea, but the idea that you get to pick who you play yeah. would be so much fun. Right. Um, and would incent the bottom feeder even more. Talk about chip on the shoulder. No one believes in us. If you got picked, like if the Lakers were like, we shall take you Spurs. Like what? We're better than them. Like, oh, now we're going to get you, but good for that one. You know, kind <laughs> well, of, uh, how is that fair for the, the eighth place team? If the 11th place team gets picked by the Lakers, <laughs> how would that work? I don't know. It was the- <laughs> <laughs> You sort out the mess. All right, you get we got the specifics out. out. We'll I'm think just, that I'm, over. Better. I'm broad stroking it. I'm giving you a pick tonight. Uh, go to Fanduel okay. and bet the Blazers minus six and a half over Charlotte. Now Charlotte did a crazy thing against Sacramento. They were down eight points with I think a minute and nine left. And our our uh, our degenerate trifecta member brother Bry won big money on this. But Charlotte down eight points with a minute nine left. Uh, Fox misses. I think there's a technical round. No, it's a, what is it? Uh, what was it, Joel? Was it like a um, flagrant foul? So he misses two. They end up missing six free throws in a row and Charlotte wins the game and they're drunk. Now they're drunk, hungover from that game. Blazers who have lost four in a row are going to take care of business. They've covered seven out of the last 10 against Charlotte. They win by double digits tonight. Uh, you know, Dame is averaging 29.8 a game. I like them. Blazers 117, Charlotte Hornets 107. They can't do it again. Give me uh, Portland. What's your NBA best bet? Uh, music um, is going to have its revenge game. Louis Armstrong and otherwise revenge game. The Jazz from Utah are mm. coming to town. Um, the Jazz, the so-called best team in basketball this year, are giving seven points to the Pels. You know what I say? I say tease that. Take the Jazz, take oh. it down to uh, to to minus one, and then the Mavs are playing the Magic, the Orlando Magic, that is. And uh, I say take them down to even up, pick them, and uh, take the Mavs and the Jazz, and and go home with a little loot in your pocket, or for fun, just take uh, go chalk and take Mavs or Jazz, whichever pleases your fancy. Both oh. will cover uh, with with ease. I I think. All right. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. Yeah. Teasers uh, in basketball, you work usually five points, but you can find six point teasers. Oh. And uh, yeah, now do it. Minus one, minus two. Get those uh, numbers down. Love playing the teasers. Speaking of this Dallas team, Joel Solomon, babyface, can you jump on and add some color to this? You're Because you're crazy with the cards. I mean, this Joel Solomon is in and out of this top deck, which I don't even want to. It's an NBA sponsored thing. Top shot, whatever. You get in a room. You, you wait in a you're in a waiting room for six hours and they uh, they say oh sorry you were uh, there's uh still fifteen hundred people ahead of you and then the next morning you read that um LeBron's uh, a, a, an image of LeBron a digital image went for hundred and fifty thousand dollars I still don't understand what the hell's going on but Joel then something happened yesterday with a Luca signed card or something it's a a, a one of uh, autograph rookie from uh, the uh, <laughs> this is a very old card from 2018 19 Panini National <laughs> Treasure set, uh, and it's sold for 4.6 million in a, a private sale. Uh, this is the highest known price paid for a basketball card, second overall uh, for a sports card behind the 1952 Mickey Mantle that sold for 5.2 million. 
What's going but, on uh, here? What is, is this? Uh, well, let me let me say this, Dave. First of all, I called it many months ago. I said nothing is better. Uh, no sandwich is better unless if it's not panini style, right? So here's panini, and now they're making valuable cards. So uh, that this is mm-hmm. great endorsement for me. But four point six million dollars. Guy's been in the league uh, three years. I don't. I don't understand. I don't get it exactly, but how do, yes. So this is NBA specific though, or no. This the, one the, is, because but there's I, other shit getting sold. There's like pop culture I don't cards, get, like Rocky Four cards. Why that, is like, this booming? I don't know. Why is it booming back? I don't get it. I just assumed it was one of those things like about 10 years ago, I realized it just kind of occurred to me when I was uh, walking around Mo Damashek's house and I saved all my cards and they're all like uh, pushed yeah. into a corner of a room. And she said, what do you want to do with those cards? Uh, you got to do something with those. And I was like, eh, I guess they probably have no value. And I always, I need to know from an expert, as I've said, I have a uh, Mario Lemieux rookie card that I saw recently valued at like $90,000, if in mint. Can, well, you have I, I to mean, get, that's the key. You have, if you've even looked at it, it becomes a PS8 or something. Joel, you, pre- you pretend to be right. an expert on this, even though no one really knows what's going on here. Why is it, if we're in such bad shape, the economy uh, and individuals at large, why is there being more money spent on cards than is the gross national product for our country all of a sudden? Uh, It's probably because with these cards, it's uh, put them on Instagram and get the likes and and get articles written about about you. No one that's buying uh, stock in whatever is the stock of the moment, you can't put that on Instagram. I, I think that's why. I mean, that's what you're saying that as a joke, but that's ridiculous. That's why, why does that matter? <laughs> I have shit around the house. By the way, I still have a garage full of beanie babies. And I know that's a, a well, asinine too. For, for Dave, first we have to determine if his Mario card is tops or Opeachy and, and we got to get it graded. And then uh, yeah. it's the one, it. it's the one that's valuable. It's the it's the <laughs> valuable one, which I'm pretty sure is the Opeachy one. It's and kind of like a passive shot of uh, of sixty six. Like okay. And and Dave, where do you keep it in the house? And what's your address? I, I, <laughs> I keep it. I keep it. No, it's in a safe in a bank. So don't come to my home. Um, Good I have uh, I have um, I also. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, doesn't have any bended, you know, corners or anything like that for what I think it needs to matters. be more than that, that, though. I don't know anymore. I I, I, don't, I mean, it I went straight it. into the thing. It went straight into the thing. I also have a signed um, hockey puck by Mario Lemieux mm. now for the low, low price of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Let's start <laughs> the bidding. Let's, let's start I the bidding have, here. as you can see in the background, a freaking Shea Stadium left field wall. The last one. I don't know if they replaced these things, but that was the last Shea Stadium left field. You could see the line. You could see the foul. I record going right up the three thirty eight and I probably can't get seventy five dollars for it. But, um, you know, Luka Doncic uh, sneezes in a napkin and it's worth seventeen million dollars. You still have the uh, Mets '86 uh, baseball cards. We get uh, me and uh, me and Kevin Hench many moons ago. Got That's you, right. Uh, I do have the, that. All yes, the, I have that. Yeah, you're right. Cards. You guys put that together. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what's look at look at how he reacted. Everybody, he doesn't know if he even has. He uh, I no, couldn't I, tell you I, where I it is. It. I don't know. Couldn't what tell you where it is. Like. Oh yeah, that thing. Where is I can that? Tell you it's somewhere exactly in the attic, it probably. It's with your probably, trophy. Maybe. No, no. 
It is is definitely in our storage room. <laughs> if I have to rotate them out in this room, I, you know, I don't know how much Doug Siska is going to fetch. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, that was a very nice gift, by the way. That was yeah about 20 years ago. All the 86 Mets, the collectibles, um, put together in one frame. God bless you guys. See, we I also have a Ricky Henderson. If Joe really knows about cards, I'd like his uh, counsel on this. He does. Our traded series... Are those do, do those still uh, have any value? I I remember buying those up when I was a kid, um, the ones that would come out after the season that reflected you know the actual rookies from that season. I have like Cal Ripken version of that. I have as I say Ricky Henderson, but I got to think the Lemieux yeah. one. I, I does that make me lame? Does that make me something other than sentimental or prioritizing money over such things to to sell the Lemieux card? I mean, I I, I would part ways with that if somebody was willing to give me well you got grown uh, men uh selling their own super bowl rings right so you start there so true I mean, you, th- right. you think uh some are less or more desperate than others but no i think uh i think ed- eventually you could stop staring at these things and and they're you know they're valuable i don't, I don't think the penguins are going to go on a seven game losing streak um because of this now they did lose the oh Islanders. i'm not worried about jinx yeah i'm not worried yeah. about it jinx. i do always like when the head coach they say this all the time and it's great when they say like hey that super bowl ring men no one can ever take that away from you yeah they can they can take the ring from you yeah, Joe right. gilliam as you say sold his and a lot of people i think have had them ripped off it's the notion of the title that can't be taken away and yet head that's coaches right. screw that one up all the time the physical Anyhow. stuff uh can be robbed from you or you can end up selling it like it seems like uh 30 of uh <laughs> athletes do uh pens islanders islanders one two nothing dave that uh, Sorkin, that jer- that yeah. goalie, our goalie says, "Hey, give us your best twenty shots." Like, oh, real? That's it? That's all you got? You better have twenty three shots because twenty isn't going to do it. Uh, zero, two, nothing. Um, Pens eleven, eight, and one. Isles eleven, six, and four. I don't know what you think. I, it's funny uh, you brought up Kevin Hench. We were texting the other day to three of us, and you're like, "I assume this is about Pens Isles, so I am not going to uh, even look at what you guys text." It's like, well, it wasn't. Um, and, uh, anyway, I was like, oh, that's a nice little nugget we have. You can come back to a loss. Yeah. You, t- you texted it like one of you texted it, maybe 6 PM right. West coast time. So I was like, oh, well, this is clearly one of you guys wanting to talk about the game that was probably right. wrapping up around that time. No. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, I know I'm a broken record about it and I know you're at the opposite end of the spectrum on this, but I just think it's the, the. Such a compelling <laughs> hockey season. I just love that they play the same teams over and over you and love over it. again. You love and it I so much. That I you're... hate all those teams. This is how much Besides you love the one it. I root for. I hate you're... them all. Right. The one you root for, you're watching on four hours delay. That's how glorious this is. You know, That's how much you care about these games. You're not even watching them when they're happening. You have to, you have to de- deflect texts that happen because of this. Unbelievable. What are you talking about? You you, you just were ta- telling a tale about having your seven-year-old boy at Little League. I, too, have uh, a gaggle so of, of young people who, oh, who need tending to. What am I going to yeah. say? To, just yeah, you go check into your in. pods. You check and, in and, on your phone. That's all. What do I want to check in for? I try this to avoid not, it so listen. I have the pleasure of watching a, a game. I don't know if you heard. We're under quarantine. There, I have nowhere to go. So when I come right. home and it's like, oh, it's like, hey, you know what? It's 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. Is it going to be uh, a wild time tonight? Let's yeah. uh, let's pay a trip I up to the island and watch uh, the Penguins. Maintain that you that. would watch it live if if this wasn't part seven of Isles Pens in uh, in day ten of the quarantine. Like, I I don't know. I think you would. I think these games are less important, as is evident about nah. you putting them off for hours and hours and hours. 
Four yeah, of the next seven DVR, games for the DVR Islanders. has improved parenting. DVRs have, it's the same thing as nah. like uh, any other modern convenience. DVR has improved the state of parenting and uh, parenting and how. It's been one of the greatest gifts to fathers Listen, and, and uh, mothers who enjoy sports watching as much as anything. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. If it's that important. I mean, the Isles for the next seven games are against Buffalo, and one of them's already canceled. That but that but Dave and that, that intense rivalry that Dave has endorsed between the Sabers and uh, Islanders, you'll get to check it out. Four of the next seven day or nine nights. So I love it. Good job. And because I because I went on social media and said, and in fact I said on minus three last week before Pitt basketball had a couple of departures transfers announced. I made one bet, and then I looked at it on Sunday morning, and I realized, you know what, Pitt is plus seven um against nc state and um make sure you get in on that so i watched that because it was up against the second of the pens and islanders on sunday so i watched Pitt and again dvr the penguins and islanders wow. so, so there you go because wow. i was so committed to seeing that no, one through because the these regional group, things which ended up being correct as glorious as you think i mean, honestly what this is not they couldn't continue this next year right you have to eventually recognize uh, Lewis and Clark and uh, say, hey, we, we should be allowed to travel, okay? Because uh, these regional things, it, it's going to kill the sport. It's going to kill it. If Can't you want to work going. in, if you want to work in a home and home with the other division in your conference, I'll sign off on that. One, like two games against the other teams in your conference. Okay. I love it. It creates bloodlust. Rivalry, don't you see? South no, I don't see. I don't see Sabres Islanders ever being anything. I really don't. Four to the next seven. I don't know. And by the way, if it's like I get it with baseball, they play three in a row. They have to. You could play baseball every night. Hockey is a a rough sport. You can't really play four nights in a row unless you unless you're about to. Well, say they're going to test. They're going to test the limits of what you can do. Basically, the, yeah. the most teams are playing every other night this upcoming month, so it's going to be a pretty big grind. There's a lot of action. like it is in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's going to be. Listen, I don't know why you're curmu- of all the things to. I'm you're to the curmudgeon. You're to, like to we be must, a creep uh, about. There's a, <laughs> anybody who disagrees with so you. Much fun. Anyone who disagrees with you is a curmudgeon. But the fact is, you're like, hey, let's just have the six original teams and play. Though you're the curmudgeon. How about let, let, let's travel? We have all these cities open. It's I, fine. We can travel. I'm being classy. Don't you see? My, <laughs> no, my team features one of the five greatest, one of the five okay. greatest players in the history of the game in Sidney Crosby. And yet that team might not be good enough to make the playoffs because they're in such a rugged, they, they they got such a rugged draw with their division with these, with these uh heavyweight teams that they've got to go up against. They might not even be in the top four and they might good. have to watch the playoffs. And yet generous Dave, a giver, if, if if nothing else, is willing to sign off. Oh, and by the way, I'm glad you brought this one up because the Leafs and Oilers. Oh, the Leafs. Oh, the, we if could you do, haven't watched. We could do three hours that's the on the one the, you need. So to get let's in. let's not do it at all. But Leafs. I'm agree. just saying, make I sure agree. you tune in. Get back to me. If you're on the yes. fence about this NHL season or hockey in general, and I haven't watched a hockey game in a while. What's going on in today's yeah. NHL? Watch this one. This is going to be a gem. And if you don't have time tonight to watch it, check back in in two weeks when the Leafs and Oilers play each other seven days out of nine <laughs> or watch it on DVR. See, that's a Either creep. Way. 
Yeah. That's being go. a creep. That's hey, what I'm talking about. Either way, if you like regional hockey or not, add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting all the hockey action or basketball action or NFL draft action. Yes, it's coming up. FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. The app is simple to use. They have great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays. And oh, like I said, easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet, fast withdrawals when you win. FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Odds boost and specials. And let me just say this. Dave and I gave you this. If you want to make this your first FanDuel bet, Blazers minus six and a half. Or Dave, what was your uh, teaser? Dallas. And I'm going to say, you know what? Let's Utah. go with, let's go with, let's go with that. Yes. Mavericks minus six in Orlando, the jazz uh, in their original home, New Orleans, of course, giving seven points. If you tease those two, you can get uh, the Mavs down to minus one and the jazz down to minus two. That, uh, that seems like a good bet at go. this time of the season. Do that. And if that's your first bet on Fandle, I don't know why. I don't know what you've been waiting for, but so be it. If it is, you can bet that risk-free up to $1,000. Just do your first bet. Just place it on anything, and Fandle will refund you up to a grand if you don't win. No strings attached. You win. You keep the cash. You lose. You get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in sight, credit. Never tried Fandle Sportsbook. I don't know what you're waiting for. Download the app right now and get started. Sign up with promo code... Extra points, so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code. Extra points. Uh, let's talk NFL, boy, Dave. This is like the latest we've gone without talking NFL. What is this? Almost forty-five minutes mm -hmm. in. They're adding a week seventeen. It looks like Peter King reported that it's it's looking good, looking good for the league at least uh, for more money. Adding a seventeenth week. I know the players' association fought it for as long as they could, but as as part of the new contract, it looks like they are going to add a 17th regular season week. Um, they already added the playoff spot, and now the 17th week is going to happen. What do you think of that? Well, um, I don't like it for the players that they still only get one bye week. It, it would appear that it's not going to be an 18-week right. schedule with two byes built in. I mean, an extra game is going to presumably talk about being a curmudgeon presumably lead to you know more injuries and extra game mm -hmm. and all that will lose a preseason game i don't love the notion of there being a playoff game on monday that's our red i mean that's gonna yeah, competitive disadvantage and all that don't love that um do love that roger goodell is going to go down in history as maybe the man who ends valentine's day because oh. if the schedule holds very often, you're going to have Valentine's weekend, almost maybe perennially, land, Valentine's weekend will land on Super Bowl weekend, and mm -hmm. you know what's going to win out there. And if it also lines up against President's Day, then you will naturally, you can call it President's Day, but it, call it uh, Commissioner Day, because he'll have oh, given wow. us a day off after the Super Bowl. Everybody will celebrate that. The only other thing I'll say quickly is we need, because it's going to be, Interconference matchups. Um, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Let's get the Dolphins 
and the Buccaneers playing every year. You know, let's get the Falcons and the Jags playing every year. <laughs> let's get the Steelers and Eagles, the Giants and the Jets, the Cowboys and the Texans. Right. These regional rivalries should be perpetuated. This is the chance to do it. And uh, as of now, they have some some other cockamamie scheme. But this would be great stuff. Dave wants the Dolphins and Jags to play from weeks one through six, and then the Dolphins will play the Bucks from seven through ten. Right? Keep it in the region. Why? What? Why even Cowboys Texans? The Cowboys Texans, the Queso Bowl, Eagles Steelers, the Steagles Bowl, Falcons and Jags, the Outdoor Cocktail Bowl, the Bucks and the Dolphins, the Oranger Bowl, the Lions and the Browns, the Rust Bowl, the Washington and Baltimore, the Beltway Bowl, and so on. Don't you see I how like much it. fun it would I like be? The that, Bears and God Colts, the I sixty five Bowl. Yeah, you're going to want to see these I, games four weeks in a row, and that that that's the slippery slope. Um, I do want to say Spaghetti took it. Where is Eddie Spaghetti? Is he here? He took it uh, Took it hard the other day with all the Edelman talk. With you and Hench yeah. are saying on minus three that um, Edelman, Julius Edelman, Julian Edelman, I can't even remember his first name. This is why he should be a Hall of Famer. Julian Edelman should be a Hall of Famer. You guys are like, no doubt about it. And poor Eddie Spaghetti's like, Oh, I don't know. And you guys are like, what? You don't know. You don't no, know. No, no, it's no, like, no. What? Don't do that to me. Don't. Yes. Don't lump me in with that freak. I, <laughs> I did not. I did not say no question. And you're crazy if you don't agree and all that. All right. I do ultimately lean to Hench because, as you know, I believe in clutch. And I believe your January deeds outweigh everything else. I didn't. I thought like it's a certainty that he has to be. Well, in the, I, I felt like Eddie Spaghetti was made fun of, and so the, all the laughing and pointing is Spaghetti. Didn't you feel that way too? Now I think <laughs> I think there has to be a discussion. You can't say, oh, "Of course, this guy's in." If he has never made a Pro Bowl, okay, I'm right there, you can't point and laugh and say this guy is out of his mind for saying that this player who has never made a Pro Bowl, or I don't even think he's been second team, almost positive has to make the hall of fame spaghetti. I'm sticking up for you here. Jump in. I, I really appreciate that. And the it. thing I'm not even against him making it, but it's like when the question, when Dave asked me, it's like, Oh, Juliano hall of famer in my head. I'm not like, Oh yeah, that, that guy's a hall of fame player. Yeah. You don't look back at those Patriots teams. It's like, man, Julian, I put the team on his back and carried them. Like it's, it's simply Brady. And we've seen Brady do it with Welker. Like I mentioned, he, he even did it for a stretch with Danny Amendola. Now, Edelman had a great career for sure. And, I, and what Dave says is true. He had true. He had great in the, but we've, we've been watching football in an era with these dominant receivers, like these Calvin Johnson's right. and Jones and AJ greens coming to the league. There's a whole great group of receivers. Now that are young guys like Justin Jefferson. It's like, they're going to, it's just hard to stack him up against those guys because he's I, to me, in my mind, Brady made Edelman. He was a, a quarterback at Kent state. He became a slot sure. receiver on, on Super Bowl <clears throat> teams. Like it's as simple as that. Des Bryant's not going to make the hall of fame, but Julian Edelman was who are you more afraid of? How about that? Well, who has more of a presence? Okay. I get it. The Super Bowl catch one was very fluky. Does <clears throat> Mookie Wilson make the Hall of Fame? Does Kirk Gibson? Uh, you know, you talk about writing the game of. <clears throat> I think we could tell the story of football without Julian Edelman, Dave. That was your big point. You can't tell the story of football. Well, I think without him, right? What I've what I've been hearing a lot of is since I said that. Well, then, so, so Santonio Holmes has to be a Hall of Famer because he made that one catch. Should David Tyree be put in? Because he right. no. The <clears throat> difference is that Julian Edelman is a central figure in three of those. In three, it's not it's not one, it's not two, it's three times he's done this. It's the same reason 
and believe me, I hear the argument that Lynn Swan shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But mm. and, and and I uh, believe it or not, absolutely can buy that. Um, and and wouldn't uh, die on the Lynn Swan better be in the Hall of Fame. But as I always go back to, it ultimately matters um, which teams win the Lombardi and the people that play central roles in getting those Lombardis, as Julian Edelman did. Not once, not twice, but three. He was a Super Bowl MVP. All right. He made the catch <clears throat> against the Falcons. He caught the game-winning touchdown pass against the Seahawks. That's three deeds in Januarys and Februarys. That, that to me, outweighs what happens in October, period. The Falcons. I the, know his numbers the, the ain't Falcons there. That's catch, it. I get it. I, I feel like that Falcons fluky catch is, is heavily, heavily weighted towards your argument. And I'll say one thing. It was, it was, well, first of all, it was a very fluky catch, right? It wasn't the best catch of that I agree. game. Uh, Julio Jones had the best catch of that game, which was makes it even more criminal that that 28-3 lead was uh, squandered. <clears throat> How about if the Falcons win the coin toss in overtime and they go down and score? I don't know. Then, then I think he's like, no way he's, he's a, he's a uh, Hall of Famer. 620 receptions, I'm looking career, for um, 658 yards total. No, that wasn't it. But I, you, I you mean, get listen my point. to the you get my point. He's, I know. I, what can I tell slot. you? To the victor, to the victor, go the spoils. No, what do you want? To. Goes the spoils. What do you want me to tell you? I mean, I, I, and by to. the way, what's a funny offshoot of that is who exactly are the Patriots? This uh, this team that wins all these uh, Lombardies over the last twenty years. After you get past Brady, there are a lot of like with Ty Laws already in safe and sound, but. There are, um, you know, and Randy Moss is in and he's kind of, you know, I don't know how much you even count him. He didn't win a Lombardi with that team. It, it's funny to think that they are. I mean, it's a, a the free agency air and the way Belichick does things, but they're not going to line up in terms of um, Hall of Fame busts with their predecessors as far as, um, yeah, you know, right. the, the, the the big winners, the Cowboys that well, you rooted fine. for, the well, Steelers, the first Niners. First, because they're and so cheaters, and, uh, and then right. secondly, because they're Agreed. lucky and all this other stuff. And it, it was Tom Brady was the greatest. Um, uh, Willie McGinnis, I'm trying to think of some of these guys. Uh, the Richard Seymour. Willie I don't think McGinnis Willie's going to get in, unfortunately, doesn't get but he it. should. Brewski doesn't. Rodney Harrison. Yeah, some guys that are close, but you're right, that might not. Yeah, Chad I don't Johnson think Harrison should get Patriot. in. Yeah, Richard Seymour is going to go. Um, eventually, I think he he gets in. Gronk is a is, is uh, certain to yeah. go. But yeah, it's it, it's there. There's not like uh, and Vinatieri is certainly going to sure. Go. John Lynch, um, he's a John and, Lynch is in. He signed a one year deal with the Pats in uh, 2015. There you go. They can they can stop mm-hmm. crying. John Lynch, the great Patriot, is in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, spaghetti. I felt like I had to stick up for you there. Um, but the, the, the outrageous, the outrageous that this guy who never made a Pro Bowl is, is uh, spaghetti. Hesitated. He, he like little little next step. Yeah. Hall or nothing. Next next time we play uh, the segment Hall or nothing, uh, let's tackle Eli Manning's Hall of Fame candidacy because well, Eddie spaghetti you, you, will. Uh, no, I didn't say we should sponsors. do it now. I didn't say we should. I didn't say we should do that now. I said we'll do that. I was on adding the next to your one. point by just saying the, the amount of Twitter responses I got from that argument, from that video we posted, were mm-hmm. like, oh, well, Eli's going to make it. It's like, why are you comparing a quarterback to a slot receiver? It has nothing to do with it. But anyway. But another one, Eli. It, that can't be outraged either way that if he makes it or not. I don't think you could make arguments, right? Spaghetti's going to be outraged because he says he's <clears throat> definite. He sa- Spaghetti says it's a lock. I don't think he's definite. I don't know. It's close. Um, Anyway, 
Let's uh, oh, we have this draft coming up. We're all in it, by the way. We're doing it tomorrow night. I don't even know why we're promoting. It's not like any of you guys can watch, but we'll report back with the results. It's something to keep us interested as if there's not enough going on between February, which is now over and July. And it's a futures bet draft. This is how it goes. So essentially it's like a snake draft. You pick, uh, it doesn't have to be an even amount of people because you, um, you're going to go back and forth. You're going to have 10 rounds. And so like Dave could pick first and he could take the Lakers to win the title. I could go second and I could take Pete Alonzo to lead the league in home runs by the all-star break. It ends in July. I think it ends at the uh, all-star game. Um, Spaghetti could go third and he could take the Bruins to win the East and so on. And we do this for 10 rounds and there's Wimbledon and there's a Kentucky Derby and everything's up for grabs. And uh, it's going to be fun. Very excited for this. I can't wait. Yeah. Do you have an idea? Do you have a plan going forward? Yes, I do. You do. Because it's thinking, so the other thing is the first two rounds, I think, are $300. I'm going, we will send the rules. I'll put it online. But the last few rounds are only $50. So that's where you're probably going to take a chance. You might want your, uh, you know, you might want our, our team, Illinois, who I think is hovering around 20 to 1 now to win the uh, NCAA title. That might be like a seventh or eighth round pick. There's so much going on. Um, but Dave is taking the Penguins with his first three picks. So I think that's very brave. I, no? No. Listen, my 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 plan is my plan, and you'll learn it on Tuesday night, and <laughs> okay. then and and then you'll see me celebrate once again, as I typically do at the end of any fantasy uh, or futures type endeavor. There you go. All right, hey, it's time for our athlete of the week, brought to you by Crown Royal. Even at home, guys, you get to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. Just remember, you need to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person. That ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. All right. My crown royal athlete of the week is not an athlete, but he is an athlete. I'm going to explain. It's Roy Williams, head coach of the Carolina Tar Heels. They beat Florida State 78-70, making a push for March Madness and to get into the tournament. Wasn't just a regular win. It was 900. Win number 900 for Roy Williams, the fastest to do so. He's won 400 games with two schools, never been done before. And you know why I say he's an athlete? Because he's 70 years old. He has to show up and yell at 19-year-olds, and that is athletic. Just standing up and yelling at people for an hour and a half, there's some athleticism in that. I couldn't pick up, uh, Dave, I couldn't pick up soft um, uh, baseballs yesterday. I bent over uh, eight times to pick them up and put them in a bucket. I was like, oh boy, I need to sit down. Not Roy Williams. 70 years old, 900 wins. Congratulations, my crown royal athlete of the week. Who's yours? Yeah, it's crazy. It seems like he was at Kansas forever, and that was 20 years ago. That was an yeah. entire career. I'm going to go with uh, Bradley or Brad Beal. I don't know at age 27 what why he's getting into this thing lately this season. I've been hearing a lot of Brad. He was Bradley Beal his entire career. It's kind of like when Washington decided bullets. Boy, that sends a bad message. Let's change to Wizards. Either way, the team is not abject junk. They're coming on a little bit, but still um, not uh, as good as the leading score in um, the NBA is right now. That is the aforementioned yeah. Brad slash Bradley Beal averaging 33 points a game. We talked about it last week in the gargantuan point totals that uh, teams leading scores are putting up there. It reminds of George Gervin and um, and Alex English and uh, and, and uh, 
uh, AD Adrian Daintley, that era when everybody was putting up those point totals. But it stands that since 1980, really the modern era when Magic and Bird and all that uh, starts going down, this would be the seventh highest points per game total, um, at, like I say, in the last 40 plus years. And yet he's wasting away there. Um, still right in his prime, a key uh, a key figure who could really swing who hoists the Larry O'Brien when it's all said and done. If the Lakers get him, if the Nets get him, I don't know why the Nets would need another score, but they might. Um, this can swing a thing. In the meantime, somebody go help out poor Bradley Beal. He's wasting away on our nation's capital. Um, he gets uh, he gets my um, athlete of the week. And uh, here's to you, fellow. Let me tell you something. Uh, Washington, not out of it in that that putrid Southeast. Now, Miami, like I said, is coming on a little. They're 17 right. and 17 and hold the top spot. But Washington, only three games out. Charlotte's exciting to watch. Uh, when I think we'll go away. Orlando, maybe, uh, well, even they're four games out, not too far out. But Bradley Beal, yeah, absolutely. They talk about, and I'm, you want to call me a curmudgeon, I think like all these points and flashy point holes. The leading scorer in the league should make the all-star game. So a lot of people were thinking like Sabona, there were a bunch of snubs in the East um, that Bradley Beal should have sat for them. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you got to give the leading scorer in the league an all-star spot. Bradley Beal, good job by you. Good job by Roy Williams. Our athletes. I agree. Yes, athletes of the week. Excellent. I'm sorry to step on you. I, right. My question is, and it's a, I think it's a semi-interesting one. If he moves late before before the 25th um mm -hmm. but be before the trade deadline if he moves does that if he just maintains he doesn't have to like improve win percentage or otherwise wherever he goes is he then in line to be the mvp if he if leads he the league in scoring and goes to let's say he lands on i don't know let's say he goes to the lakers as a for instance and suddenly is on one of the couple best teams in the west for this and he year? ends up averaging yeah. No, no. I'm looking at his, he's not even, uh, oh God. I'm looking say at he's a, the, the games. If he's the, if he's the league's leading scorer, that's a good place to start when you're evaluating. Um, well, the he's, most he's the league's leading scorer now and he's 250 to one odds. I think it's enough to get him an all-star. I, 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 first of all, as it is, you can't be, you have to be a playoff team, I think, to make the MVP, right? So he spent. That's what I'm saying. If he's suddenly on one, does yeah, he, do but he you spent half the season the not being on one, and then he was just placed on one, right? I don't know if he makes up 250 to one odds, according to Fandle. That's tough. They're locked into LeBron this year. I really do. But that is something. I mean, where would he have to go? I, I, I right. It, it's I, I'm throwing it out in a vacuum. Like good team, he goes to blank good team, but. You know, if it, uh, the Nets, he'd get lost with the Lakers. Right. I just point, feel like lost yeah, everybody LeBron, else, like but. Portland has Lillard and Golden State has come. I'm trying to think of these fringe uh, seven play, eight place teams that could maybe do it. Yeah, I don't know. 250 to one. That is interesting, though, that the leading score is 250 to one to win MVP. Uh, all right. And where, where'd Jokic go in those standings too? He's just completely vanished from uh, the MVP. He's third. Race. Yeah, he's six to one odds. Not getting a lot of talk though lately uh, as far as uh, Denver and that team. But that was our Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. Dave, what else do we have to talk about? Anything? I'm trying to think. 
I think um, we've I, I think we've covered everything. Like I want to get to the bottom of why it when I give a nice gift of dark chocolates to people that they aren't willing to share them. I would I'd like to get to the bottom of that. But all right, you well, apparently think it's perfectly fine to play that kind of a game. I don't I, have the know, answer. How am I supposed to answer that? If you have an answer, who hides chocolates? And then they, you know how I know. You know how I know I'm in the right because. Mm-hmm. When uh, when little girly revealed that they were hidden away up on top of the refrigerator, which is a crazy place to hide chocolates from the <laughs> tallest person in the house. <laughs> right. But when when she said, like, could I she wanted the chocolate? She asked me for a chocolate. I should. Oh, I, her mama yelled, like, what are you doing? Oh, mm-hmm. no, he's found it. Like, you led him to our thing. Like, that was a guilty conscience. She knew yeah. that she was in the wrong to hide chocolates. From I me. think she anyway. probably she's probably like, you're the fruit guy. Where are the chocolates? And he bought the chocolates for us. So we'll just put it, you know, just in case he gets a craving, we can keep it out of his reach there. But I'll say this. Uh, speaking of fruit, I had a great fruit mm. the other day and I don't give a crap about any of this stuff, but I was introduced to something I had never had before and I liked it. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to say this and then you're going to taste it or maybe you're already familiar with it. But have you ever voted a fruit fruit of the year based on a recommendation or it has to be from you? It has to be something you discover. No, 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 no. In fact, the 2020 champagne uh, fruit of the year, the Envy Apple, was mm. first delivered to me by a pal. They said, you got to try this uh, okay. one out. So, All right. All right. Here's another one from a pal, me. Pink okay. pineapple. Have you had it? No, I don't believe I have. Okay. I love a pineapple. I'm going to have to send you some. Now, I thought maybe it's crazy. I'm like, oh, it's pink. It's different. It tastes sweeter. And I'm, But we had regular pineapple, and I closed my eyes. Sweeter? Sweeter like, than a yellow? Yes. It's sweeter oh. and and uh, and more pleasing. But I had, to, I had to get it straight in my head. I had the yellow, and I had the pink. And I was like, the pink is better. Try the pink pineapple. It's good. Who knows how long these pink pineapples are good for? I don't know if they last through March or whatever, but- uh, I love it. Look at what the pineapple it. did. They said watermelon getting yellow watermelon. You know, you can get yellow yeah, watermelon. Right. I, yeah, like this, like I like this. I like the I like yeah. the big pineapples. Like, yeah, well, guess what? Now we're pink. It's got a different taste. If it was one thing, it would be like, all right, they just made it. It's the same thing, but it's it's pink. But no, it's got a different taste. It's Rate sweeter. the peppers. Yellow, red, green. Oh, I don't I don't care enough. I guess red. I don't know. See, to me, I, I don't find a difference in taste in those. Or maybe I'm not eating the right one. You don't say no difference. Of course, they, they taste different. I don't like a green pepper, but it smells divine when it's uh, yeah. when it's on your pizza. Spaghetti, yeah. spaghetti. Right. You are are you you're saying red pepper doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame? Come on, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe what they what you got. They went after you over that. My God. I didn't even know there was different flavors between the That's different colored peppers. So it's, Eddie, there's, yeah. there's not, there's not, yeah, there's not different flavors. Um, just let it, uh, Dave think what he wants. Dave minus three coming up, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, as we mentioned uh, twice a week now, the first one will get loose game of life, a little bit of grab ass, big, uh, big uh, one coming at you this week with our old pals voice of uh, the Los Angeles Chargers Matt Money Smith yeah. and handsome Hank Hodgson a uh, little reunion of sorts for longtime listeners look for that one and then uh, later in the week uh, me hench and spaghetti chopping it up getting you right for the sports weekend all your best bets we did pretty well with our best bets for the weekend pass that's in the rearview mirror though make sure you get subscribed and uh, mm. download and all that stuff and get right for the weekend upcoming.
All right. Spaghetti, please promise me you don't say anything stupid. Okay. I, I may right. just stay muted the entire episode just yeah. out of uh, st- my own safety. <laughs> don't you see minus right. three is basically the mass mutual division, Sal? Don't you see that that's the I beauty it. of it? It's New York. It's Boston. It's Pennsylvania. We're all butting heads right, about right. our teams and our regional interests. It's the same sort of thing as the I mass know. mutual. But no, but Spaghetti, if Hench says that Keel Harry is a Hall of Famer, you just keep your mouth shut. You're like, yes, that's right. That sounds right. I saw I saw he got like separation once last year. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, good Christ spaghetti. I mean, just God forbid <laughs> you have a, a sports take that's not his. But I, I do love it. Though. I love his uh, he's, intensity, he's his terrific. ferocity. It should be fun. He's terrific. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he loved it. I, all of a sudden loves it. Love, love the hench. You know what I love about yeah. it the most, Dave? And I, I, you're a dear pal, so I don't mind saying this. I love that you have to deal with hench, a guy you can't get to shut up. And I was like, ah, oh, now you know mm-hmm. how I feel. And now it's eventually it's just going to be we just we do this and then we're going to put Hench with somebody who he can't get to shut up. And eventually it's going to be like Harry and our friend Brad hosting a podcast. We're just going to keep going. See what I did? As long as I mean? it, yeah, Hench with Julian Edelman. Edelman making <laughs> his Hall of Fame case. It's, it's enough, Jules. It's enough, Jules. Uh, I love you. <laughs> love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Dave's at Damashek. I'm at the Cousin Sal. Yeah, tune in. We're going to have Against All Odds tomorrow. Brother Bry, on both both sides of the spectrum, I think he hit a 60-1 to odds parlay with that Charlotte win yesterday. Improbable. But also had the bad beat of the the century, I think, with a phantom foul called. Um, He lost an over-under by a half a point a four-point lead with three seconds left. There was a foul called at midcourt or nothing. Anyway, we'll go into it. It really I does. I hate, to be, that, right? I hate to be conspiracy theory. Conspiracy yeah. theories or whatever. It really did seem It really did seem fixed. It really the, like, why would you blow the whistle on that ref? They what shouldn't even be looking at the play at that point, the refs, right? They should right. just be just plotting their exit, and that's that. Uh, reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. See you Wednesday. Kenny the Jet Smith joins us.